Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then and you're re- Enacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I get lots of interesting calls and emails, and I tell you what, you know, I'm out of Indianapolis, Indiana. It was really interesting. I got a call from somebody who said, Oh my gosh, I got on your website. I'm four miles from your office, and I had no idea that you were out of Indianapolis. And, yeah, one of the wonderful things about um, the Midwest is that we are able to really know what resources are available for you all. I sound like I'm from Nashville. For you all um, in the community. And this show has afforded me the opportunity to know some of the experts in the field internationally. And, I mean, that is amazing. And so i got to tell you, tonight I am going to be talking with Mari Lee. She is a CSAT. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she's really a renowned author. She wrote Facing Heartbreak with Stephanie Carnes, who everybody probably knows is the daughter of Dr. Patrick Carnes. She has just uh, created an ebook called Healing Betrayal, First Important Steps for Partners of Sex Addicts. Um, and she's got a book coming out called The Gift in the Wound, Stories of Resiliency and Hope for Couples Going Through the Recovery Process. And you know, that is what is so phenomenal, phenomenal about Mari Lee is that she is able to deal with both sexually addicted clients and their partners because she has created a business that absolutely provides for them the finest of care. Mari Lee is part of the Growth Counseling Services. And her website is www.growthcounselingservices.com. So hang on, because she really is a renowned author and expert in this field. And I've had her on several different times, and I'm thrilled to be having her on tonight. And so, now i got to ask you, how was your week? You know, one of the things that I absolutely know to be true is that as many partners, listen to the show as sex addicts. Now, sex addicts listen to the show to get tools and tips that will make their recovery better. And you know that I have always felt like a sex addict who's in good recovery is 95% healthier, happier, and has more gratitude 
than, as I indicated, 95% of the population out there. So really what I'm saying is when you're in recovery, you can drop that shame, you can drop the pain, and know that you're really way better than the average male or female out there because you are constantly working on yourself. And if you love somebody who's a sex addict, I know you've got your own trauma and pain, and I want you to believe and know that you can have the relationship you desire. Now, if the addict isn't in good recovery, you have to decide when is enough enough. And I'm not encouraging you to get a divorce, but I'm also saying that you have to think about yourself and your serenity and your sanity. And so sometimes you need a professional to help you do that. And there are two organizations that are training partner-sensitive therapists. And they are the one I'm on the board for, and I train clinicians all over the world, and that is APSATS, A-P-S-A-T-S dot org. You put in your zip code or your state, and you find out what clinicians or coaches are available to help you with your trauma. And now ITAP, um, who certified sexual addictions therapist, is working diligently on providing partners an opportunity to meet other therapists who are partner trauma specialists too, you know. And so we got two great organizations that are really working on helping the partner because what we know to be true is that you didn't ask for this and you need resources and support to get you through this because partner betrayal is by far the worst betrayal of anything. You know, I always say if a parent loses a child, that is by far the greatest loss. But partner betrayal is actually the greatest trauma one can experience because you expect your partner to have your back and you expect to be able to trust them wholeheartedly. But you can get over this, whether you stay with the addict or not, by working on yourself. And so, you know I don't do this often, but I want to tell you, if you want some good videos, I happen to think I have some great videos. And you can go to YouTube and put in Sex Help with Carol the Coach. Now, you may get my Carol the Coach videos, which is about taking your life to the next level, or you will get Sex Help with Carol the Coach, which are for addicts, to help keep you on track and take your life to the next level when it comes to recovery, and for partners to really help you get through the trauma. And then I have a lot of videos on couples because I really do believe there's a lot of hope, strength, and recovery when a couple works together to get through this crisis. And early recovery couples work is important you know, the old model was, hey, he he's going to do his work, you're going to do your work, and in a couple of years we'll bring you back together and work on the coupleship. But now what we know is that was based on Alcoholics Anonymous. That was not a process addiction. And process addictions, when it involves a coupleship, needs early intervention. And so don't let anybody tell you to wait a couple of years before you get a disclosure or before you get to work on the coupleship. You deserve that right away. I'm not saying that that should supersede either one of your individual work, but I am saying you can do it all together. And I want to give you hope, strength, and recovery that if you want to stay together, that is possible. And so I really believe in... um, giving you some hope, you know, uh, and that can be difficult. But clearly what I know that is the most important thing is that for couples that decide to stay, they've got to have some support. And part of that support is knowing, you know, what 
do you need to do to feel safe and to feel stable so that you can grieve the loss and move on in your life? And I do know that you do deserve that. You're not out there by yourself, and that's why there are two great organizations that are willing to help. But you've got to contact them, and you deserve it. And he or she has spent a lot of money on sexual addiction, more than likely, so do not hesitate to get the, the help you need from a trained professional. Um, because clearly, you can't get through this by yourself. You know, there's one thing Patrick Harns um, shared with me that really stuck, and that is that an addict can't get healthy without the committee, without the 12-step group, without the right therapist, without the reading materials, the prayer, the meditation. And that's why, you know, sex addicts oftentimes operate in isolation. And you can no longer do that. Your recovery depends on you having a sponsor or a mentor, working a recovery program, reading good books. Um, And that is so important, and it isn't going to get any better. You know, you've got to be able to, to rely on other people to help you. So I hope you hear me telling you, go to my YouTube and get some help. Figure out what it is that you need in your life to feel safe, okay? And I mean that. You can do it, but you do have to access. You have to access the right resources, And that's one of the reasons that I put together this show. And I'm going to tell you something really exciting. You'll be the first to know. I haven't announced this anywhere. But my colleague, Dr. Sherry Keffer, and I, now you may have heard her name. She's written a book called Intimate Deception, Healing the Wounds of Sexual Betrayal. And she and I are starting a radio show in June under the guise of APSATS Radio And it's going to be specifically for partners. And here's what I'm hoping, that partners listen to the show and their spouses listen to the show so that they develop more empathy and they work on those skills they need to to help heal the wounds that they caused. And so we're really thrilled about this. You know, we just decided, hey, partners deserve their own radio show. So I hope you'll listen to this show. You'll keep listening, and then I hope you tune into Appsats Radio, and I'll be giving you the call letters and how to get to it, and um, we are starting that. I, I believe it's going to be the first Wednesday in June. We're putting it together right now. And Dr. Sherry Keffer is a wonderful author as well as um, a great colleague. We're both on the board of Appsats, and we really believe in healing partner trauma, healing sexual betrayal, by being partner sensitive. And I know if you're an addict out there, you know that if you have somebody that you love, that you've caused them great distress and you want to make things better. I absolutely believe that to be true. And so as a result, this will be two opportunities for you to listen um, to two great informational blog talk podcasts both being available through iTunes and Google Play. I'll keep you posted on that, okay? Now, I hope that when you listen to the show, you can feel the hope that I have for you as you get through this crisis. You know, I meet many uh, a sex addict who he is traumatized because he realizes now he's out of the denial and he recognizes how much trauma he has caused his wife. And if you're single, and I always say this, if you're single, you know, I know how isolating it can be to be in sexual addiction activity. And, 
it's harder for you, and I give you guys credit. That's why you need resources above and beyond, because you don't have somebody to be accountable to. you got to do it on your own. But this is something we all can get through as a group. So whether you're married, whether you're engaged, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're separated, sex addiction is something that you can get through together as long as you follow the recovery tools. And I know if you've listened to the show, you know what they are. Um, I give you ten of them. And not everybody has to follow this exact formula, but it really does require that you are part of a group, whether it's Recovery Nation, Celebrate Recovery, whether it's through Every Man's Battle, or, of course, any 12-step group, Sex Addictions, uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous, Sexaholics Anonymous, uh, Sex and Love Addictions Anonymous. And if you have a sponsor and you're reading your professional literature, the green book, the white book, the purple book, and you're making fellowship calls and you're doing the 12-step work and you got a CSAT or an APSAT available to you and you're in a therapy group for this problem and you are meditating, journaling, you're reading recovery material, inspirational material, and if you're doing the filters on your phone and your laptops, maybe you're getting polygraph tests, whatever you need to stay accountable and to stay authentic and honest, what we know to be true is when you work those steps, I guarantee you they work. It's so important for you to do the reading, and that is why I've got Mari Lee on. I mean, again, a renowned author. She's written so many books. So I want to welcome Mari to the show and to hear more about Healing Betrayal, First Important Steps for Partners of Sex Addicts, and, and all the other books that she's written to help guide couples, to help guide partners, and to help guide sex addicts through this recovery process. Mari, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Carol. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here again. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, not only do you have a thriving business and you coach clinicians and you have a practice that specifically helps partner in addicts, you also find the time to write. Now, tell me about the two books that you are really working diligently on getting them published, on getting them out there, and actually one of them is even available on your website. That's right. Thank you so much, Carol. I appreciate those kind comments. Well, <laughs> needless to say, I'm a, a busy busy therapist like you are as well, and um, I'm just so passionate about this work that I do. I really consider it to be a calling in my life, really much more than, than work. I love um, working with partners of sex addicts, having been a former partner myself, and I love working with couples and recoveries. I also work with a lot of um, sex addicts and recovery as well, and I've been doing this work, gosh, for over a decade now. So it's really a pleasure to um, come in and be of support to your show and your audience and offer some, um, you know, healing words and materials. And right now the book that uh, I just released, it's an e-book uh, to make it easier for download, is on my website, and it's called Healing Betrayal. First Steps to Recovery for Partners of Sex Addicts. And essentially, Carol, I wrote this book um, for the man or the woman, the partner of a sex addict, much like myself 20 years ago, who has just discovered that their significant other, their spouse or their girlfriend or boyfriend is addicted to pornography or has been acting out um, with sexual compulsive behavior or sexually deceptive behavior and they really don't know what to do. They don't even know what is the very first step they need to be taking in their journey. So this ebook will give them that roadmap and that guide and what I hope is a light in the darkness of that despair when you first find out as a partner. It's really scary. We don't know who to talk to about it. We don't know where to turn. There's so much gaslighting involved. And I know for me, we know, Carol, having been in this field for a long time now, that 20 years ago, certainly when I made my discovery, 
as a partner, there weren't a lot of materials available for partners. So I had no idea scouring the internet where to turn, where to go. And I just wanted something affordable and easy and comforting and focused that partners could find and download and get started on. And there's also um, a section in there for uh, the addict as well. So that outlines important information, information about the brain and addiction and compulsivity, what sex addiction is, what it isn't, and what steps they need to take. And it has checklists and all kinds of good stuff. So I hope it's a helpful tool. I really do. Well, and you know what I love is that this book offers people in any stage. I mean, I you are really gearing yourself to what it's like with First find out, and where do you go, and where do you... But even somebody who's in three, six, nine, twelve months of um, recovery from the they can kind of go back to this book and see where were they on target, what might they need to go back to to provide more safety and security and stabilization, because we all know that typically this involves trauma. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's a really good point. You know, as you say, it was, it is written, and I did write that with that very early stage partner in mind who has just discovered or who has been suspecting that something's been going on for a while, but now has made that discovery and is no longer willing to just bury it under the carpet, but wants to move forward and figure out how to heal and also needs that first bit of information about what is sex addiction? What does that mean? And what do we, what do, we do as a couple? And where do I go? And how, where do, who do I contact? And what books should I read? And all of it, you know, just all the questions that every partner has in that, that very beginning stage. And it's sort of, it's a precursor to, for example, the book that I co-authored, um, Facing Heartbreak, that's that's a, a real workbook of getting in, getting exercises done, and that's for that partner who's working with a therapist and already in their recovery. This is the first stage when you've discovered and you're in that place of shock, trauma, fear, betrayal, anger, rage, and you really don't even know where to go and how to get started. And there's a lot of resources as well, including your show, Carol, and a number of other um, you know, just really good worksheets and whatnot. So, yeah, it's it's helpful. You know, we need it. We need a roadmap when we're in that state of trauma, for sure. Well, one hundred percent. Now, tell me, give me just a little bit of history. You mentioned that you're a partner, but was that difficult for you to decide to specialize in sex addiction based on the fact that you're a partner um, of the sexual addiction process? Right, yes. So that was a um almost 20 years ago now. Thank you. I appreciate that question. And um at the time it was interesting. I was in a new relationship, very much in love, and I was also in grad school, um, you know, pursuing my degree in psychology. And at the time, I think I was in my third year of grad school and just looking around and in my program we were required to write a thesis which, you know, is a a big, huge monster of a, you know, project. It usually takes a year to write. And I was looking for a topic to write on. And I thought maybe I'd write on um, foster care children because that was part of my past. And um, I have a passion for foster care kids. But instead, at that time, I discovered that my significant other was profoundly addicted to pornography. And... Um, Nothing, you know, illegal or, you know, too over the top, but just a lot of deception around it, um, a lot of things that I had not been exposed to. I don't really consider myself a prude at all. I'm really sex positive, in fact, but it was just disturbing and it answered a lot of questions about why I felt he was so removed from me emotionally. We know that um, sex addiction and porn addiction is an intimacy disorder. And so it really felt like that to me, that there was never a real connection there. So I decided um, after doing my research, and as I said, being that new partner in discovery, I decided that I was going to write my thesis on internet pornography addiction 
and the impact on the significant other because I couldn't find anything on it at the time on that particular topic. Now, there was a lot of information for the addict, but very little for the partner. And so I've just poured myself into that particular project for a year. And during the course of my studies and doing my clinical internship at that time, um, I decided that I wanted to make a difference for partners. So once I graduated and was licensed and all that good stuff and certified through ITAP, I started working with only partners of sex addicts. And, you know, Carol, within about a year, I really had such a longing to work for the, with the addicts as well. And so by that time, it had been a good maybe two or three years. I'd had a lot of therapy under my belt, a lot of healing work. And for any partner who's listening, I promise you there is healing on the other side of hurt. So please do hear that and take that in best you can. And um, I was about three years into my healing, and I thought, you know what, I feel prepared and ready to move into that clinical space and start working with sex addicts. And that was, gosh, I don't know how many years ago now. And um, I would say I work with about 60% partners and 40% addicts now, and I just love the work. So um, I would say if you are a therapist who's a partner, of a sex addict and you're considering getting your CSAT, you'll definitely want to work on some of the trauma if and the triggers if you will be sitting in the clinical space with addicts because you want to go in as open and um, clinically um, stable as possible. Well, absolutely. And, you know, again, you are a resilient person, and I say partners really are. So once you get through the discovery of what you believe is going on and you you feel that safety and stabilization and you grieve that loss, it's almost a time for restoration of self or of the coupleship, and that's when you decide, how am I going to use this trauma? How am I going to use this horrible event and and learn from it, grow from it, and maybe even make a difference in the lives of others Mm -hmm. and certainly... You have done that in amazing ways. Now, tell me a little bit about the most difficult thing you faced as a partner, because I know our partners out there. Interestingly enough, we have 52% of our listening audience is women, and I have to think that most of them are partners. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah, maybe so, right? I would imagine a large percentage are. And I would say the most difficult thing for me when I really rewind back to those early days of discovery is trying to discern what the difference was between truth and a lie. You know, we we know that term gaslighting is very prevalent in our clinical world in the work that we do with partners. And gaslighting is, or staggered disclosure is when you, you know, the addict is saying to the partner, I promise you this is all the information, or I promise you I've filtered up my computer, or, I promise you I haven't done that, or I promise you I don't know how that got on my computer, and it's deception. And in your gut, you know it's truth, but there's such sincerity, and um, you want to believe the person that you love most in the world so badly that you're willing to go along with that. And I really thought about it after a while as Charlie Brown and the football. Remember how Lucy would hold the football and Charlie Brown, she would say, I promise Charlie Brown, I'm not going to yank the football away. You can run toward the football and kick it and I won't yank it away. And poor Charlie Brown, every time he would put his foot out to kick the football and she'd yank it away and he'd go flying up in the air and land flat on his back with the wind knocked out of him. And that's what I felt like. I remember saying to my partner at the time, I feel like the biggest fool. I feel like Charlie Brown in the football where I'm, you're promising me that I can trust you. And in my gut, I know that you're going to yank that football away. And sure enough, I accept your truth. And then that's what you do. And I'm left with the consequences. And so that was the most difficult part for me was the staggered disclosure, the half truths, the truth, the, the deception by omission, um, the gaslighting. And until I really made a conscious effort to detach with love and care for for my partner at the time, and really put my focus and healing on myself, um, 
I, it, I was just caught up in that cycle. So for partners who are listening, I know it's really, really hard to move that focus. We almost get addicted with our significant other's addiction. And I know it is super hard to steer that steering wheel back over to yourself and your own care and begin to put the focus on you. That doesn't mean that you don't deserve to know the truth on his side. What I'm suggesting is that you deserve to invest that focus and that energy in healing yourself because we don't know what we don't know as partners. And I didn't have any tools in my toolbox. And I was a therapist in training in my third year of grad school. I had already been seeing clients clinically. So for me, I didn't know where to go, what to do, how to start, and Working with a CSAT therapist was the best, best decision that I made because I was able to learn how to get out of that pit of despair, and I didn't have to do it by myself. Absolutely, and I want to remind our listening audience that you can go to sexhelp.com and find a CSAT who works with partners, if you're a partner, or a CSAT that works with sex addicts, and they have special um, expertise. I always say 10,000 hours and $10,000 worth of expertise. We've been really well trained. (laughs) And then I want to also put in a plug for AppSats, which I'm on the board, and I really feel that's an organization that said, hey, we're going to be partner sensitive and we're going to work on helping the coupleship. And so you can go to APSATS.org and, again, find somebody close to you. And sometimes... You know, you can find somebody in one organization in your area, but not in the other. So having both of those organizations makes it double the insurance that you're going to get somebody who specializes in this. Um, mm-hmm. And and so just help me to understand, because clearly you have, again, made it your mission to help people. And so... If they go to www.growthcounselingservices.com, right, what are they going to find um, that will help them if they're a sex addict or if they're a partner of a sex addict? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, yeah. Carol. Yeah. Yeah. So if they go over to my website, first of all, I'm located in California. And as you know, Carol, um, therapists in the United States, we are only to work legally and ethically to work with um clinical clients within our state of licensure. So I'm licensed in the state of California. The clients that I support and serve are in California. However, I get emails, much like you, from all over the world, all over the United States, sometimes up to 50 a month. And I take the time to answer each and every one of those emails personally and let them know that, you know, Here's a website that you can go to, the two that you've just named. You can do a zip code search or search in your region if you're not in the United States, and you can hopefully find somebody that is um, certified in your area. Um, Now, if they go to my website, I've got, gosh, just a number of blogs for sex and porn addicts, um, blogs on boundaries, on dealing with anger, on gaslighting, on, gosh, everything from mother-in-laws to depression to triggers to you name it, a lot of free open source information. They will find um, my ebook, Healing Betrayal, which will be in the client store. Um, and again, it's Growth Counseling Services with an S.com. So if they go to GrowthCounselingServices.com, they can go to the client store, they can look for the ebook. It's really priced fairly at, I think it's $39.95 or $39.99, something like that. And I wanted to keep it very low in cost, um, much much less than a therapy session, so that um, they could download that, have it accessible right away, and begin reading what steps they need to take. And that's for the addict, too. Um, there's another ebook that I'll have, but that's coming out next year, called Strength and Honor, which will be just for um, the addict. They can also find um, Facing Heartbreak, which is a workbook for partners of sex addicts and just other freebies and good information. So I try and, you know, just create a healing space there with materials to help out. Well, and I'm excited because you're going to be releasing from the Gentle Path Press, which is the, um, it's really Dr. Patrick Harn's press. Um, 
in 2019, The Gift in the Wound, which is Stories of Hope and Resiliency. And, you know, you're honest enough to say that you share real stories of partners and couples who moved through the pain of sex addiction and partner trauma and found their way back to strength through recovery. So this is stories from couples who made it, and then again, some that did not. So you and I know that restoration of self may mean that you go, I, I just can't ever feel safe. I can't get mm-hmm. stabilized. I've worked with a professional. I need to move on in my life, and I need to heal, but I need to move on. And so sometimes mm-hmm. a therapeutic separation, uh, a separation or a divorce is really the kindest thing you can do when you just can't get beyond the betrayal. That's right. That's right. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited about that. It's fun working with Gentle Path Press again, and I really love that organization, and I love what they stand for, and it's an honor to publish this book through them. But um, I chose the, the, the name, The Gift in the Wound, Carol, because I feel like when I'm working with couples who are new in recovery or partners who are new in recovery, one of the things that I hear over and over again is, is there any hope on the other side? Mari, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Am I ever going to feel better? Are we ever going to get through this? And I've heard that for so long, and I just feel like it's one of those overlooked areas of our recovery community where we really need to have some kind of resource for couples who are new to recovery or partners who are new that says, listen, here's a book. Here are real couples who have gone through, who have walked the journey just like you're starting to walk. And some of these couples made it through to the other side of healing together and better than before. And they found gifts in those wounds, in that wound, right? They found gifts like, you know, deeper intimacy, truthfulness, healing old traumas that had been hanging out from the family of origin, just all kinds of things, Um, you know, healing other addictions like drugs and alcohol, just so many gifts that were in the wound of sex addiction. And these couples made it through stronger and better than before. And then there are also stories, because I want this to be a book that's based in reality, where couples decided, you know what, we're not going to make it through. As you said, Carol, wise words that you said earlier, I can't stay in this relationship. I don't feel safe, but I'm going to be in the most important relationship that I'm ever going to be in besides the relationship with my higher power, which is the relationship with myself. And so I'm going to find my way through to the other side of this. So I talk about um, couples in the book that have created really good co-parenting relationships after divorce. I talk about non-married couples who have decided to go their separate ways and the partner has come through the other side better than be also really provide diversity with the couples. That was very important to me. This has been a passion project for years now in collecting these stories. So we have straight couples and gay couples. We have, um, Um, couples who are of various religions and ethnicities and ages. So we've got a very diverse group of couples that I focus on, and each chapter will be focusing on a particular aspect of recovery. So I'm really hoping that those couples and individuals who are new to recovery, and of course that book won't be out until 2019, but those couples and individuals who are new to recovery, they can find themselves in those stories and they can connect and relate and find those little bits of hope and resiliency because that's, um, that's really important to hear when you're starting this journey of it. It's not a thousand steps, right? It's a million steps. And when you're first starting out, boy, you need to have that lifeline of hope to hold on to. And I hope that's what this provides. I really do. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's interesting because I have a video out there, and it is um, the gifts of being a sex addict. And I presented that in a 10-minute TED Talk. And, of course, the hook is being a sex addict has gifts, but it really should be the gifts of being a recovered sex addict because you and I both know whether it's a sex addict, it's a partner, or the coupleship, when people are working their work and they are 
developing empathy and they're developing trust again and and then they turn it into that 12 step process of they're giving back to to their colleagues to their um peers in their 12 step groups i mean there is so many gifts that this mm-hmm. drama drama affords somebody if they're willing to decide how can they use it to become healthier, happier, and wiser. Amen and for part, to that. Fortunately, they did not have the support the sex addicts had 20 years ago. And so mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're giving them extra support to get where they need to be to feel good about themselves again. Yes, yes, I really hope so. I really do. I hope that every partner listening and every addict listening can find this conversation that we're having to be wind under their wings. I've walked those steps. I've been in a recovering partner now for 20 years and um, just working with hundreds. And I mean, I've lost count now over the years of couples and individuals and sex addicts. And, you know, I do a lot of speaking nationally, Carol, and, you know, meeting so many people across, you know, our country that have been hurt, you know, there's healing on the other side of betrayal. And if this is an addict who's listening to our conversation, the best gift that you can give to yourself is to go and get help and get recovery. And that surely is the best gift that you can give to your spouse or partner. Um, It's hard. It's scary to take that first step, but it is well worth it. And what my addict Um, clients say to me that men and women who are in recovery from sex and porn addiction say to me after we've worked together is Mari you know I came in here you know what brought me in here was my sex addiction and the lying and the deceit and feeling I could like I was a broken person I felt shameful I felt broken I felt like a freak I just thought there was no hope for me and that's what I thought I was going to be working on in here but I had no idea all of the gifts that I'm leaving with. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better worker, a better son, a better brother, a better human being. I am tapping into things I never even knew about. And to me, Carol, that is the coolest gift of all, is to see that disintegrated human being become this integrated, fully capable, resourceful, and shame-free person. I mean, geez, what's better than that, you know? Well, absolutely, and I I know that I was talking with somebody in one of my sex um, addiction groups tonight, and he really has worked a hard program for two years, and he is rock solid, and he's working on developing empathy with his wife, even though she has not let him come back into the home for over two Mm -hmm. years. And he says, you know, what I did really traumatized her, and... She was traumatized before she even met me, so I was like icing on the cake. I tipped her over the edge, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes and surrender to my higher power and know that this is where I'm supposed to be if there's any hope of me helping her to recover. And, you know, one of the beautiful things, I know Dr. Stephanie Carnes is going to be talking about this at our conference, and certainly it's part of APSAT's model, and that is that when couples work together and when a man, when a sex addict, it could be male or female, but when a sex addict is able to help his or her partner develop trust by establishing empathy and acknowledging their pain and validating their feelings and reassuring them with their own recovery, it can create a bond that they've never had before. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I see this all the time. And, you know, it's, I think for addicts, sometimes it's getting out of their own way and it's taking a look with full ownership and transparency and integrity and saying, I created this wound. Yes, of course, you know, every human being comes into a relationship with some sort of, you know, emotional wounding or trauma that predates the relationship. But the sex addiction induced trauma, that trauma brought in by the behavior of the sex addict, you know, when they can take full ownership of that and patiently and lovingly sit in the ashes with the partner. The partner didn't ask for this fire to burn down her relationship house. She didn't ask for that. Or if the partner is a male, he didn't ask for that. So it's really important for the addict 
instead of just walking by the burned out house and with a partner crying in the ashes, and I understand that's a shame response to brush it under the rug or not want to enter into that smoldering, you know, hell that you created, but that's what needs to happen. That person needs to be brave enough to take full ownership and have the integrity to sit in that fire that they lit and help that partner, that person that they love, out of that, the most important tool I share with addicts over and over again, the most important tool that you can give to your partner is that is you, fully you showing up, being transparent and taking ownership. So there's absolutely hope on the other side for couples if they're willing to do the work, you know. And sometimes, depending on the wound, depending on the betrayal, depending on how long the gaslighting has been going on, sometimes the partner makes that decision to leave. And that is for her or his best interest to do so. And in that case, there can still be life for the addict on the other side of that. Um, And of course, for the partner as well. Not every relationship makes it through. But um, what is really important is if the marriage or if the relationship doesn't survive the addiction, both of those people can walk away with a lot of tools to lead healthier lives. And that's um, still a beautiful life, right? Oh, 100%. And, you know, I'm wondering, what tools do you think are most valuable for a partner? You know, oftentimes they don't have the resources that addicts do. So what tools do you think are the Mm -hmm. most important? Yeah, well, gosh, there's so many. But first of all, I would say a community of support. So a couple of things when I'm working with partners or when partners are contacting me and they, let's say, don't have the resources to attend therapy. They just simply don't have that. Or let's say they live, you know, in a very remote area and the closest therapist is 200 miles away and doesn't provide, you know, therapy via phone. You know, these are partners that still absolutely need support. And so for any partner, what I always say is, number one, you don't know what you don't know. And if you suspect that your significant other has been acting out sexually, physically, with a, sexually outside of the relationship, then it is imperative that you please take yourself to your doctor and have a full checkup everything from head to toe, get a full blood panel done. I know that's really scary, but it is very important. Even if your addicted partner or spouse is promising you and swearing on a stack of Bibles that they were protection, you don't know what you don't know. So first of all, take care of your health. Your best tool in the very beginning is going to be scheduling a doctor's visit if you even remotely suspect that there has been an affair partner involved. Um, prostitutes, sex, you just don't know what you don't know. So please do that. That's very, very important to, um, you know, look at your health. And after that, I would say definitely um, if you can afford it and it is available, it's very important to start your own individual therapy. Um, Please do begin therapy. Um, It's best, I think, to work with a certified um, sex addiction therapist to have access. If you don't, then try and find a therapist who understands partner's trauma that will not minimize your trauma, will not shame you, will not um, tell you to stay in your own lane. And some of these things that we hear um, being done to partners, that's not okay. So do work with a therapist if you can. If you can't, please do join. And even if you can work with a therapist, I would say join a 12-step for partners. Very important. Essanon um, is a great 12 step organization. And begin or find, um, I have a therapy group for partners called the Heart Group. And we meet and, um, and I work with partners, and they just love it. They love coming into our Wednesday night group. So you can also find partners. You can go to one of the websites, Carol, that you talked about, sexhelp.com, for example, and you can do a zip code search and see if there's somebody who's running a group, but I would say community is imperative. If you're a woman of faith, you can also find um, in many churches they're doing um, partners of sex addict groups now. Um, Of course, I like our book, um, Facing Heartbreak. I think that's a very good book for partners. There are others as well by Claudia Black. Claudia has a great book too for partners. And then I think my ebook is a very nice start for partners. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you you me? Only yeah. partner's book that I buy in bulk, 
and gift to my clients is your book, Facing Heartbreak. So I'm so excited to have some additional books. I mean, that workbook is phenomenal for breaking it down in simplistic ways because, let's face it, when a partner finds out, when she discovers how her husband has been acting out or fiancé or boyfriend, their executive functioning goes offline. They can't think. They can't reason. They're so traumatized. And what I love about this book that you and Stephanie Carnes did is that it is so simplistic. It lists what you need to think about, what you need to worry about, what you need to do next. It is an amazing book. Oh, I really appreciate that. And I have to give a shout-out, too, to our other co-author, Anthony Rodriguez, who we know, of course, has passed away recently, but he was also our a third author on that book. And I'm, I'm glad that book was written. Really, um, it stemmed from the thesis that I wrote, and we collaborated together. And, you know, it was <laughs> a lot of hard work, but um, something that we're very proud of. And, and it feels like um, something that I wanted to leave as a legacy love gift, you know, for partners um, that are also struggling. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Carol. But, you know, those would be the first things that I would say. Find a community, a safe community. Find a good therapist who understands your pain. And please go to the doctor and get a checkup if you suspect that there is any um, physical activity, sexual activity outside that could put you in harm's way. Very important. Yes, and, and for our listening audience, I just want you to know I am talking with Mari Lee, and her website is www.growthcounselingservices.com. I tell you that because her ebook, Healing Betrayal First Important Steps for Partners of Sex Addicts, is now an ebook and it's available on her website. And then in 2019, her traditional book, The Gift in the Wound, Stories of Resiliency and Hope for Couples Going Through the Recovery Process is also going to be available. And so, Mari, in closing, obviously, again, you lived this issue, you learned from it, you grew from it, and you have made it your calling to help others. Do you have any final words for partners or addicts listening to this right now? Well, thank you, Carol. Well, to the partner, I would say you're not alone. Um, so many of us know that ache that you're feeling at the center of your heart. Um, I know that feeling of anger, confusion, shame, um, despair. I know what it feels like to um, be preoccupied. I know what it's like to engage in those safety-seeking behaviors, sometimes referred to as snooping or interrogating. Um, I know what it's like to lose your temper when you've just had enough, and you're not alone, and you're not, um, you know, you're not, um, and you don't need to do this alone. Reach out, find a therapist, and trust your gut, I would say. Really trust your gut. Um, I think the saddest thing that happens with partners, Carol, is that, and this is what I share with my addicts, so to the addict I would say, you need to understand that one of the most damaging things you can do to another human being, especially to a woman in the world, is to shred her intuition. And that goes far beyond what her intuition is about your um, truthfulness. When you send a woman out in the world who is beginning to doubt her own sanity, who is beginning to doubt her own intuition, you take away a God-given resource, that gut response. So when somebody approaches her in a parking lot or a supermarket or a mall and she's beginning to doubt whether or not she should trust her intuition, this woman isn't armed anymore in the world. You know, that gift of intuition is a very real thing. We know that. There are neural pathways in the, in the stomach. So when, it, when we say you've got to trust your gut, you know, we know there are, you know, loads of neural pathways in the gut now. So when you begin to gaslight a woman and tell her that she's crazy and she's wrong, you're sending her out in the world unarmed. And that is something you don't want to do in a world like the one that we're living in, right? It's a good world, but there's still, you know, danger there, especially for women. And to the addict, what I would say is you, you can do this. You know, it's one little step to reach out, to get support, 
And I know it's hard, and maybe it feels like your pride is getting in the way or fear or shame or that you're going to be looked down upon. That's not what a therapist is there to do. We're not there to be um, bobble-headed, you know, if you see in the movies. We're there to provide tools and accountability and structure and focus in a non-judgmental, confidential environment to help you move forward so that you can then create a life and relationships that you're really proud of. So if you're hearing this and you're struggling with sex addiction, whether you're a man or a woman, please reach out. It's so important to do that work. You deserve to be happy, and you didn't ask to be dealing with this addiction, so it's time now to get better. You're listening to our conversation for a reason. I believe that. Yes, I absolutely do, too. And again, you're a renowned author, you're an expert, you've lived this life, and your mission is to help sex addicts and partners alike get healthy. And so this new book really focuses on what do you do when you first discover, how do you know that you're making the right decisions, and what resources and tools are out there for you. So, Marley, I thank you so much for your um, good work because truly... Uh, you're not just a therapist to sex addicts and partners, but you also do a lot of coaching uh, for clinicians and coaches alike. So thank you so much for your dedication. Oh, gosh, Carol. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate those kind affirmations. It's really an honor to do this work. And I also want to truly thank you for the incredible work that you do in the world. You are a beacon of light and hope for so many people. And there's almost not a month that goes by that I don't hear your name in the community or through some particular organization. So, you know, I have such great respect and admiration for what you're doing as well. So thank you. Well, thank you too. And and we'll talk soon. Are you going to be at the symposium? You know, for the first time in 11 years, I will not oh my be, <laughs> I will not be attending or presenting. I'm taking a break because I have a special person getting married at that same time and I'll be in the wedding and attending that, so I won't be able to come this time around. But um I know it's going to be a wonderful time and I'll miss seeing you, but enjoy and say hi say hi to our peeps. <laughs> I will, and I got to tell you, I'm doing, I'm starting a radio show specifically for partners called Appsats Radio, and I would love to have you back on specifically for them when we get rolling in June, July, or August. So keep me posted mm-hmm. on when you get a little bit of a breather, and let's have you back on. Okay. I would love that. Any way I can support, you know, you know, I'm happy to do so, Carol. So great. Thanks again. It's been a real pleasure to have this time with you tonight. Absolutely, and you take care, and we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye, Carol. Okay. So, again, that was Mari Lee, and she is a CSAT. She actually supervises um, CSATs, and she's a licensed and marriage family therapist. And she really is um, one of the professionals in our field that I don't know how she does it, but she is always writing, she's always speaking, and she has uh, this trusted business coach practice where she helps therapists to really reach their potential too. So, you know, she's just one of those people that uh, has a lot of energy to give anybody who needs that. And again, her book, Healing Betrayal, The First Important Steps for Partners of Sex Addicts, is an ebook available on her website and that website is www I'm looking for it right now. Um, let's see growthcounselingservices.com. And thank you again for listening to our show and you know being available and wanting to learn and wanting to get resources. Um, I'll I'll send you a little, um, I had my first personal YouTube where I shared a dilemma with my viewing audience, and I just did that this week. So if you want to see me vent and talk about a personal problem that has to do with this field, look at my latest YouTube on Sex Help with Carol the Coach. Um, 
It's about an organization that doesn't believe sexual addiction exists and how it affected me personally. So just a a little teaser, go to that uh, YouTube channel, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, and I will see you here next week for more information. And as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times, so I want you to fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. All the best to you and to your recovery. We'll talk to you next week.